Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, July 19th edition. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Hope everybody scored all the runs that the Padres and Nationals uh, scored. Hope everybody had a safe weekend as well, because that was chaos on Saturday night there in Nationals Park. Good thing everything was safe and uh, good to go there. Uh, We've got a a wild, wild week of uh, baseball ahead of us here, as we are about two and a half months left in the baseball season. So if you're still playing season-long fantasy baseball, make sure you check out Bench with Bubba. Lots of great content there coming to you twice a week. This past week recorded with Yancey Eaton, kind of recapping some predictions we had from the first half of the season. Uh, So very, very, uh, you know, taking credibility for the wrong stuff that we got for the baseball season. So go check that out, Bench with Bubba. Also, if you're into uh, PGA DFS, the always pressing PGA DFS podcast with myself, and DFS Golf Gods to, to crank it out for you there. Open in the books. Morikawa got it done. But uh, we'll be back in action with more PGA Tour action this week. Also, if you'd like to uh, play some uh, DFS with a combination of prop bets, go check out Prize, Prize Picks. Download their app in the App Store. Prize Picks, great way to play uh, DFS meets prop bets. Lots and lots of fun. If you listen to this podcast, it'll help you there. I give out uh, my prop picks and other guys give out theirs in the um, Fantasy DJ Slack chat with us free. But when you sign up for prize picks for the first time, make sure you use promo code Bubba when you create your account. And when you make your first deposit, you'll get a deposit match up to $100 for the first time. So use promo code Bubba when you sign up at prize picks and have a good time with that. With all that being said, 11 games on this slate for you. Totals are all over the board right now, so we're not going to worry too much about those. Just know pitching's bad, so you have a lot of high totals in this one. A lot of nines and above, a couple tens. In there, we had some pitching changes that have gotten made in the last couple hours. So there may be more on Monday because it's that time of the year, folks. So enjoy that. Weather-wise, the Atlanta game, there's about 30 to 40% chances of rain. Other than that, we should be good to go there as well. All right, pitching on this slate is bad as stated. Kevin Gossman is back. He's taking the bump against the Dodgers in L.A. at $10,000. He is a solid play. He is an ace. He is an all-star. He's a 20-plus point machine. It is a Dodgers offense you can kind of be worried about. Last time he faced them, he went five innings, three earned. 5Ks for eight points, but he's also put up a 30-pointer against him in his previous start with six shutout innings and seven Ks. Uh, he's basically got 20 or more points in uh, eight of his last 10 starts, ERA well below two, and it's a Dodgers team that's very, very good. There's no sugarcoating it. They just uh, went bananas in Coors Field, but they're leaving Coors Field now. They still are striking out 24% of the timers, right? He's over the last month, a 111 WRC plus hitting 242. So I still think Gossman's very much in play. I think he gets a, he goes low owned because it is the Dodgers. So that could be a nice a GPP angle on this slate at $10,000. Yeah, you Darvish at $9,200 coming back from the ILE through a bullpen session on Saturday. Everybody liked what they saw there. He's supposed to start, but we have to kind of see. I want to, I definitely want to see more info on Monday to see kind of where they're going to let him go. Cause if he's full go, then yes, we're on board here. Like Atlanta's offense is getting better. Freeman's homering more like they're, they're hitting, but still as you Darvish is still a slate with bad pitching. 
So you can still use you Darvish in this one. Atlanta still strikes out uh, 25.5% of the time versus right-handed pitching in the past month. It just I wonder how deep Darvish goes knowing he's uh, coming off the IL. So keep that one in mind. When you're looking at Darvish, Kyle Gibson's up to $9,000. I think he's still a great play because the slate is so bad. Uh, he just got beat up by by uh, Detroit's last amount, six and a third, five earned, two walks, seven Ks. But seven or more Ks in three straight starts. He's a five-plus inning machine, usually six-plus. He's got a great floor of like 15-plus points more times than not. Usually I wouldn't pay 9K for a guy like that, but again, such a bad slate. you got to kind of get what you can get. And uh, Detroit is striking out 26% of the time versus right-handed pitchers. With a 239 average, 132 ISO, and 89 WRC plus, did Detroit figure him out? Maybe we'll see. But on such a bad slate, I don't think a lot of people will pay 9K for Kyle Gibson. Um, I understand his ceiling isn't nearly as high as a Gossman or some other guys we're going to talk about. So if you don't want to use him for that respect, I get it. But as bad as pitching's been lately, if you just can get like 15 plus from Gibson, it might be enough to do the trick. So I'm not saying he's a lock by any means, but it's definitely in play on this slate at nine thousand dollars. Shohei Otani, $8,700. You know me. I'm going to keep going back to Shohei. Like The dude is so good. He can get into walking issues, and it can be trouble. When he's not walking, guys, he is lights out. He's a 6-7 to seven inning machine now. More often than not, he's just outstanding um, going up against this Oakland Athletics team. It's kind of scuffling of late, and so you can definitely take advantage of this. It's an A's team that over the last month striking out 23% of the time versus right-handed pitching with a 238 uh, average against and a 98 WRC+. Plus. So the um, so Otani at eighty seven, you should know by now if you're a regular listener. You give me that eight k seven to eight k Otani price, I'm I'm on board. I'll take my chances at eighty seven hundred dollars. So give me some Shohei against the Oakland Athletics, and now it gets bleak, guys. It gets really bleak. Like Yarborough, you could use against Baltimore if you want. He's just been really bad. Stripling's been struggling against, and the the, the game total is over ten. We're kind of passing on that for now. Uh, Gonsolin has really not been going deep, and he's walking a ton of guys. I respect that Giants offense out a ton. Yeah, he went four innings, five and a third, three, four. That's yeah, he's got to be perfect to pay off that price tag. So not going there. So now we drop below eight K. Pavetta against Toronto. Pavetta has been scuffling tremendously. I'm out. Cole Irvin doesn't have that. Uh, he's been scuffling as well. Now we have to start taking some chances. And that San Diego offense has been white, white hot, white hot. They face Kyle Muller, who's 7,600 bucks. Muller's been outstanding in his start so far. Last two starts, five or more innings pitched, seven or more Ks in each start. He got up to 102 pitches his last start, which is outstanding. He went 56 to 93 to 102. So he is stretched out and ready to roll. 16 or more points in back-to-back starts, including 31.5 at Cincinnati. Now it's the Padres. I'm not going to be naive to the fact it's the Padres. And they only strike out 18% of the time versus lefties. They hit 287 with a 210 ISO and a 142 WRC+. plus. Folks, that is pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. So if you don't want to use Kyle Muller, I totally get it. But we're on the slate where it's very tricky to find usable arms. So in a tournament for some value, he's in play. But just be very, very careful. Alec Mills at 67, I like quite a bit at St. Louis. Mills has been great. His last couple starts, five or more innings in each start, three runs or less, five or more Ks. He's been great. We've seen him put up 17 or more DK points in three of his last four uh, starts, which has been great to see. And now he gets a St. Louis team. The bugaboo, though, we talked about in the Slack chat, the fantasy G's in Slack chat over the weekend with the Giants pitchers is, like, I wasn't on Disclafani the other night. He's a great pitcher. The Cardinals aren't striking out versus right-handed pitching. It's bad. They're striking out 16.4% of the time. It is bleak. 249 average, 146 ISO, 96 WRC+. plus. Like, he can put together a great game. Strikeouts won't be there. Difference between Alec Mills and Di Scafani right now, besides Di Scafani being a better pitcher in general, is the price tag. 
Mills is 6,700 bucks. So he becomes a pretty nice SP2 on DK at 6,700 against uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. Hopefully he can maybe sneak into like 4Ks. That'd be outstanding. Give us five to six quality innings. That'd be really good at $6,700. So he checks the box as a value play for us on this slate. I'm always a sucker for Caleb Smith. He's 6,600 bucks, but he has been getting shelled his last few starts. Prior to that, he was great. I've been all in on Caleb Smith. He's been awesome. But he got shelled against the Dodgers. We'll take that with a grain of salt. The Giants got to him. He still put up 10 points, which in reality in this era of baseball at 6,600 bucks, you almost take. But prior to that, 18, 18, 29, 21. Like we know the upsides there with Caleb Smith. Um, a couple things, though, it is the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, they are striking out 18.8% of the time versus lefties. And I mentioned this on Friday's show. Sneaky. 288 average, 129 ISO, 114 WRC plus of late versus left-handed pitching. Um, Caleb Smith will give up a ton of home runs. But again, on a small slate, if you want to go there at 66, I'm on board. I still prefer Alec Mills, Caleb Smith. Like This is how messy this slate is. You're just going to kind of take some chances on guys that don't feel good. It's just not going to feel good. But Caleb Smith at 66, if he's on, he can go five or six strong, give up like two to three runs, and, and rack up some Ks. So Smith at 66 is a guy I like. Casey Mize has been really bad the last few starts, but we've also seen – the 20-point ceilings to go with, like, the four-point floors. And that's what's tricky about Mize. His biggest thing is they've they've limited his, his, his pitch count. He's gone 50 and 56 pitches his last two starts. I don't see that changing. And for that reason, I'm out on Casey Mize. If for some reason we see reports that he's back to pitching, like, a full load, great. But I think they're going to minimize him right now, and it's tough to play that anytime. So he's out for me, and that's the last value play. So keep an eye on Casey Mize. He's intriguing, but I can't quite go there. Um, so the pitchers I got on this slate, Gossman at 10K. He's in play versus the Dodgers. Hopefully comes in low-owned because it is the Dodgers. Yeah, you Darvish at 92. I like that quite a bit, but make sure he's he's good to go, like full load on the mound. Uh, Kyle Gibson at 9K. I like that. The, the floor he brings to the table. Shohei's obviously a great play at 87. Um, if you have to go to Granky, I didn't mention he's 88. I'm just not a Granky guy, you guys know. But on this slate, he could dictate it. And when you're looking at value, Kyle Muller's there, but it's San Diego, so make sure you go say some prayers and light some candles. Uh, Alec Mills is your top value play at 67. Caleb Smith's in play at 66 as well. It's bleak, folks. It's very, very bleak. Like Gossman, Gossman and Otani is kind of where I want to go for the most part and just hope it all works out for you. But it's going to be a, a rough one, to say the least, on this slate. With that being said, there is pitching or hitting for days. So let's check out the bats on this slate. Catcher's position for you. On this 11-game slate, um, you could pay up, but we're not going to pay up. We're going to go down a little bit farther here. We're going to go below 4K. You can start with guys like Max Stasi at 3900 bucks versus Colt Irvin. Stasi was uh, raking when he first came back from his injury, quieted down a little bit, but uh, since the All-Star break, he's hit safely in both games. He's hit a home run. He's got seven or more DK points in each game. So you can go back to Stasi at 39 against Colt Irvin. That's a nice value. If you aren't using Caleb Smith, like, and we're going to talk stacks towards the end. I'll kind of recap stacks and kind of ways to be different in your stacks. But if you are stacking Pittsburgh, we mentioned how well they're hitting left-handed pitching. So you can go to a guy like um, Jacob Stallings at 35 in that lineup. That could be good for you. Another angle to take for some value, because there's going to be some very chalky stacks that we'll talk about later. Uh, the Texas Rangers against Mize, if they do limit his pitch count, which they've been doing, that's a lot of Detroit bullpen, a lot of Detroit bullpen. So John Hicks has been swinging a good bat for the Texas Rangers. He's 3,500. He could be an option for you as well. Uh, Buster Posey should be back tonight, but if he's not, Kirk Casale at 33 has been playing great in his uh, spot. So someone else to keep an eye on. Going down cheaper, uh, Tucker Barnhart's 33K. Cincinnati is a great stack tonight because 
Uh, Eikhoff is getting the spot start for the Mets because uh, Jacob DeGrom went to the IL with forearm tightness. Um, so Barnhart at 3K checks the box on that one. Going below the 3K range, though, always value, especially when lineups come out. Different guys will pop up, like Pedro Severino, 2600 bucks versus Yarborough. We love Severino versus lefties. Yarborough has scuffled a lot. So you can go to Severino at 26. Jonah Heim mentioned Hicks earlier. Heim's been playing great as well. He's 2300 versus Casey Mize. So a couple nice value catchers there for you to check things off. First base position, Vladita went deep again. Shocker. Like you just, you can just put that. Like I, just have, I should have a button, like a soundboard. It's just Vladita went deep again for you almost every episode of the show. So uh, he's been playing well. He's 6,300 bucks. Toronto's going to be super expensive. They're in our NA go rate spot, but super expensive on the site. So keep them in mind. Um, go down to some other ones like Freddie Freeman. Didn't do much on Sunday. He went over. But prior to that, he had homered in three of his last four games. He's really, really heating up right now, putting up massive fantasy points. You know, when people were worried about his batting average and all this, he's back up to 282 now at 21 homers. I kept saying, keep playing him while he's cheap and no one plays him. Well, now he's expensive and you have to like pay the piper. This is what happens. And this is why you listen to the show. We try to get on these guys before they really blow up. And uh, Freddie Freeman, he was always going to come around, folks. So still a great play because I think – the Braves could be kind of one of those unique plays against Darvish if he doesn't go deep because the Padres use a lot of their bullpen this weekend, a lot in Washington. So they're going to be really, really tired. Could be an angle for Freeman at 5,800. Some other cheapies, though, as you go down, they're not cheap yet. We're still in 5K for crying out loud. But like Joey Votto's 51, great spot there versus Ikoff Cincinnati. Great stack. Uh, Trey Boo Boo's at 49 versus Yarborough. Don't mind that at all. Darren Ruff for Sconson at 46. People don't like to play Ruff versus righties. If he's in the lineup, you play him. Uh, if, if you're stacking the Giants, don't just play him. So let me rephrase that for you. But uh, he still is a very good play. He's hitting everybody right now. So keep him in mind in his matchup as he is 4,600. Uh, some cheaper plays, though. Josh Bell's 43. Uh, the Nats are facing Nick Neidert of Miami. That's not going to end well for um, for the <laughs> for Neidert. So Josh Bell at 43 is a very, very good play as well. Uh, some other cheapies. I love Jesus Aguilar at 3900 bucks. The Marlins versus John Lester is always a great look. Anybody versus John Lester is a great look. It stinks. Garrett Cooper left with an injury. He's having an MRI on Monday on his elbow. So I doubt he makes the lineup. If he does, I love Coop, of course. But Aguilar's just swinging a great bat. I was digging in on him over the weekend, and he's hitting like 270-ish over the last month, um, or in the month of July. He's hitting 270 with uh, five home runs. So he's definitely very live. Jesus Aguilar at 3900 don't mind that one at all. Uh, Rizzo's thirty seven hundred, really good price tag for Rizzo versus Wood Woodford. Uh, Woodford's a normal reliever, goes like one to two innings in relief. So it's Woodford versus a lot of bullpen. Bullpen games are tough when you have a decent bullpen. Like I don't mind it when you face Detroit because they all stink. But uh, St. Louis, like they can kind of piece together a decent look for now, and it's not as ideal. But the idea that getting Rizzo at thirty seven is pretty appealing as well. You got Ryan Mountcastle at thirty five. If you are fading Yarborough, that is an extremely nice value. In that matchup, and then below 3K, you know, the ones I will mention is Nagoski of Pittsburgh. It's fifth in that lineup. He's 2300 bucks. I've been playing a lot of Pirates lately because they're cheap. We will talk about them in depth later on when we talk about stacks. But Nagoski is definitely one who's been playing – or Nagowski, I should say. He's been playing great, and he's 2300 bucks. So if you're stacking up Pittsburgh, he'll be a part of that stack. Uh, second base position now, or if you even just want a one-off, there's other Pittsburgh one-offs I've been using a little more often than Nagowski, but he is in play at 2,300. Second base position, you got Simeon at 58. I'm on board there. Like, you can play your Dodgers. I'm not going to mention many because I'm on Gossman. Dodgers are always in play. I get it. 
but I'm going to take my chances with Gossman because I'm hoping he comes in lower owned because he's facing the Dodgers. And that's just how I'm going to live and die. It's a GPP life. That's how we're going to do it. You get a guy, a potential 25-plus point machine at low ownership, I'm on board. So that's why I'm not going to mention a lot of Dodgers, but just to cover that caveat now, Dodgers are always in play. Like they're that kind of offense. So go there. Simeon at 58 if you want, but Altuve at 54 would be my top priced option. CJ Mejia just not very good, folks. So you can definitely go that route. Ozzy Albies at 5K if you're fading Darvish. But Cronenworth's 49. He for the cycle on Friday night. Loved having him in the lineup for that. But uh, facing the lefty Moeller, don't worry about it. He can hit lefties just fine. So you can definitely go that route and then uh, get some Cronenworth to be a little different with your Padres stack. Uh, Brandon Lau loves hitting right-handed pitching. Walkins from Baltimore, not great. So Lau at 45. Makes a nice look there. Indy at 44 for your red stacks is in play. Going down cheaper for you, though. David Fletcher's up to 42 now. He was 29 on Friday. He's extended his history to, I believe, 27 games now. The dude is on fire. He's up to 4200 bucks. It just stinks because he gets the hits, but he doesn't get a lot of power. He needs multiple hits. He needs to score runs to pay off. It was one thing when he was 29. 42 is getting a little trickier now. Still think he's a great cash game play, but it's harder to just like lock him in. When he was 29, it's like, yep, put him in, take the value, take the like, 8 to 10-plus points and walk away. Now he's getting up to 42. You're like, okay, dude, you got to get me 10-plus. This is where it's getting a little different now, so you got to definitely um, get there for that. Uh, a few other ones down here for you um, below the 4K range. If you are going Pittsburgh, Adam Frazier, of course, at 4K is in play, but again, we'll hit them later. Alcides Escobar at 34. If you're fading Neidhart, Escobar went deep on Sunday, so he'd be a part of your Washington stacks that are very, very live on uh, Monday. And then other than that, though, I don't think you need to go too much farther down here. I think most of those guys, like Jordy Mercer, maybe if he cracks the lineup at 23, he's hitting six the other day, and he is actually being productive, and he's free at second base, third base at 2300 bucks. He's one of those value plays because this is a slate where the cheap pitch, well, most of the pitching stinks. Cheap pitching really stinks. So say you want an Otani and a Gossman or you want a Gossman and, and a Darvish or whatever, you're going to need a few cheapies, and this is the way to do it with guys like Mercer who just makes you want to kind of puke thinking he's still in baseball and fantasy relevant. But that's where we are. Third base position, uh, you got Machado versus Moeller if you want to go there. Totally fine with that. But Devers at 50, I think it's overlooked. People do love Stripling. I think Stripling's a good pitcher. He's scuffling again, and I don't want to get in front of this Boston offense. Um, they got shut down on Sunday night in the Bronx. I think they're going to be ready to explode in uh, Buffalo. So Devers at 58, I think it's a very strong play, especially if you're stacking Boston. Uh, J-Ram at 55 versus Granke is fine. But Wander Franco's up to 53. He was batting third on Sunday. He went deep for the Rays. He's one of those guys. He's going to be young. Or he is young. He's, like, I mean, he's young. But he's going to be very inconsistent. Like he's going to have those down games and maybe some down streaks. But when he pops, he's going to pop. So Franco at 53, third base shortstop eligible. Uh, if you're stacking Tampa versus Watkins, he's pricey, but could uh, fit the bill for sure. Going down into the 4K range now, uh, you got J.D. Davis, who's come back from the aisle. He had two home runs on Saturdays, 4800 bucks versus Gutierrez in Great American Small Park. That could be a good angle because so mo- most people will go lefties versus Gutierrez. J.D. Davis, that power in that ballpark plays very, very live. Um, Wilmer Flores versus Gonsolin at 44. Cabrian Hayes at 43 versus Smith. Both solid low 4K options for you. Dropping below 4K now. Uh, Kevin Bijou at 35. I'm a sucker for playing him because most people don't. And I know he's very inconsistent, but when he pops, he pops and comes in like 4% owned. That's the kind of way. Like Toronto is always so popular. Again, I say like you don't have to ignore all of Toronto. You can play your Bichettes and your Vlads, but then kind of be different elsewhere. Bijou is always a piece of that to be different. Always. Bijou and like Gritchick. Those are the ones because everyone goes to Oscar, uh, Bichette, and Vlad. That's where most people go. And Simeon. Those are like the four popular ones. So if you're going to go Gritchick or Biggio and mix those in there sometimes, or maybe the catcher or something, that helps out a ton. 
So um, and and Biggio's cheap, which makes it even easier. Thirty five hundred bucks. Uh, Espinal has been playing a ton for them. He's thirty three hundred. So those kind of guys can make it a little different for you when you're stacking up Toronto, who is in a very very good spot. Uh, you got Jordy Mercer at twenty three, and then Wilmer Defoe, another Pirate, third base outfit eligible, twenty three hundred bucks. He's just been going crazy. Like I looked at his stat line the other day. Um, he didn't go deep on Sunday, but he went deep on Friday and Saturday. And he's put up 15 or more points in four straight games. Wilmer, Defoe, everybody. Uh, so, yeah, get that one at 2300 bucks if you're stacking up Pittsburgh. Shortstop for you, Tatis is just ridiculous. Watching him, I rostered him like every day this week. And, and watching him just hit after hit, and stealing bases, like hustling for – there was a sack fly that was maybe 30 to 40 yards behind third base, like in foul territory. The guy goes and catches it, and, and Tatis tags up. And I guess it's just ridiculous what he does right now. So 6K is well worth the price of admission. Uh, Trey Turner's fine if you're stacking Washington. Bachette, like him as well. Um, B. Cross banged up, so make sure he's okay when he checks in the lineup on Monday if you're playing the Gigantes. Uh, but you can go cheaper. Like Miguel Rojas at 4K against Leicester will be virtually unowned. So that's an intriguing option to be a little different there. Um, other than that, though, it's usually been pay up at shortstop lately. And so it's looking like um, Ramon Urias is always cheap for us. He's been very good. He's like a six to seven plus point guy more often than not. He's 2400 bucks against Yarborough. That's a very nice, cheap, cheap shortstop if you want to. Like he's even cash game viable at shortstop. If you just want to say, screw it, I'm punting shortstop. You can do that. Usually in cash, you don't punt shortstop with the big boys up top there. But if you want to, you definitely can. Outfield position with so much offense. There's going to be a ton. Juan Soto's at 5800 bucks. I played him in every lineup on Sunday because he's clicking, folks. It's similar to my thoughts on Freeman. We've mentioned it in the past here. Um, he's clicking. He mentioned he went to the All-Star game to improve his launch angle. He's hit three homers over the weekend. But like you could see it even on Friday night. Um, his just approach to the play, he's back to taking good pitches and doing things that look more Soto-like, and he's carried it all throughout the weekend. Um, I think this is going to be a monstrous second half for Juan, Juan Soto. Uh, fifty hundred bucks is not bad, especially against Niter. Like that's a great price tag. So Soto is one of the the better plays on this slate. Like, I got I'm gonna keep playing him a lot right now. He's just one of those guys. He just hims the Tatistas. Like you can't play them all, but Soto just brings so much to that lineup that I'm a big fan of fifty eight hundred bucks. Uh, you got Jordan Alvarez is totally fine versus Mejia at fifty six. I'll play with the value in Houston, but uh, Jordan is totally fine at fifty six hundred dollars. Uh, Mark Khan is back. He's fifty two, but probably not going there versus Shohei Otani. Uh, George Springer went deep. Maybe he's heating up. He's 49. But Starling Marte is only 48 versus Leicester. Love that. Love the Miami side of things in that one. Uh, a few other ones to take a take a shot at on this leg. I mentioned Gritchick's 46 if you want to go there. A little bit of discount. If you are stacking the Mets in Great American Small Park, Brandon Nemo is 4,500. Swinging at Wilson's coming back from the IL, and he went deep on Saturday. So maybe he'd be a piece of a stack there. I mentioned Brandon Lau at 45 as well. Teoscar Hernandez is only 44. Dom Smith at 43. Another nice cheap Met to go attack there, but there's still always some San Diego guys like Tommy Pham's only 42. He'll be super popular versus the lefty Miller. Still a great play like in cash games. I like him a lot. He should be a part of your San Diego stacks. Uh, Jesse Winker is falling off the face of the earth. He's 42. I still think he's a, a play in a Cincinnati stack, but he's not that guy you just plug in anymore. Like I'd rather plug in Kyle Tucker at 42 versus Mejia. I think that's a great price tag for Kyle Tucker in his matchup. Uh, uh, McCollins or Mullins, Cedric Mullins is 4,100 bucks. You can go that direction if you're stacking Baltimore. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel's 4K. Brian Reynolds is only 39 versus Smith. That's a great price tag. Hitting third, switch hitting there versus Caleb Smith. Will Myers is only 37. He had a monster weekend and he's one of the lower owned San Diego pieces. We talked about some of the, the, the Toronto ones earlier. Will Myers usually comes in really low owned as well. 
Some other guys to take a peek at. Trent Grisham said 36, and he will be virtually unowned in that stack. And do not worry about the lefty-lefty there. Trent Grisham's just fine at 36. So if you are stacking San Diego, he will help make you a difference. Like him and him and Cronenworth, the two lefties there, I would try to make a point to have in my San Diego stacks. Um, Akil Badu is totally fine at 35. Michael Brantley is only 35. Great cash game play with a stack appeal in Houston. Um, Jock Jams is always GPP relevant, especially against a right. Even though it's Darvish, I still think at 3,300 bucks, he's GPP relevant for sure. Um, Hunter Renfro, if you're stacking Boston, he'd be another guy to make your, your stack a little different at 3,300 bucks. That's a nice value. It's nice when the, the differentiating pieces of your stacks are also values. That's a big, big plus to make the big boys play. Uh, going below 3K now, uh, like Alex Dickerson versus Gonsolin is only 29. If you're looking for that value, if Victor Reyes cracks Detroit's lineup, he's 28. Jason Hayward, um, I'm, I'm not the biggest Jason Hayward fan, but I admit when I dive in the numbers and I see things, he is playing phenomenal over the last month or so. He's 2700 bucks. He's hitting over 300 over the last month. He's throwing in some home runs there. He's $2,700. He's not to do a ton to pay that off. Good price point there against Woodford and the St. Louis bullpen at 2700 A couple others. Like Aristos Aquino, if you're getting super frisky in your Cincinnati stack, but don't just like him and Taylor Naquin, 25 and 2600 bucks. Those guys are guys that could be uh, some nice values in your Cincy stacks, not one offs at all. Uh, cheaper plays like um, Austin Hayes is 25 for Baltimore. That's a nice play there. We mentioned Wilmer Defoe at 23. He's definitely in play. Um, and then the other ones I wanted to mention as we slide down here uh, Mike Talkman's supposed to be an activator for the Giants. He's 2100. So keep an eye on that situation there. And then where did he go? Where did he go? Our buddy Benny Gamble. Does he still $2,000? I thought he was 23. He's 23. Ben Gamble is 23. So we got a $300 price bump. Good for you. Good for you, Ben. Appreciate it. All right. Recap the pitching real quick, then I'll get you some stack info coming up here. Kevin Gossman at 10K. I like uh, quite a bit. I know it's risky as hell against the Dodgers, but I'll take those risks with the upside and the possible low ownership there. Uh, you Darvish at 92, as long as he's 100% like full workload, I love him. At nine, that's a great price tag at 92. Even if he only goes like five innings at 92, he's got the upside to pay off there. So keep keep him in mind. Uh, Gibson's okay at 9K. I know the ceiling's not as huge, but the floor should be good. Love Otani at 87. And then below that, like Kyle Muller's risky as hell, but he's interesting. Alec Mills at 67 is your best value. Caleb Smith's risky at 66. If for some reason Casey Mize went more than 50 pitches, I'd be in on that, but that's going to stink as well. All right, you're stacking. And again, if you have more questions, I'm on Twitter at BDAndrew. can come join the Fantasy DJ and Slack chat. I'll do my best. I, I work during the day, so I do my best to try to help out in there as I can. I can't answer all the questions. There's a lot of great guys in there doing stuff during the day. But um, if you have more specific questions, come join us in there. Or join us for the uh, live stream the night before. I recorded it the night before, and it drops on uh, the next the following morning. But uh, stacks, Miami at Washington. We love Miami versus John Lester, 100% there, but also Washington versus Nick Neidert. Nick Neidert was walking a ton of guys or giving up loud contact when he was first up. If that continues, A, that's already going to be bad, plus lots of Miami bullpen. So, like, you want your Sotos of the world. All that's gravy. Like, Josh Harrison's cheap. He's been playing really well. Um, you could look at Josh Bell, or you might get uh, Ryan Zimmerman, things along those lanes. And you get Alcides Escobar. But, like, Soto, you just you plug Soto in and you move on. Miami side, though. Starling Marte is phenomenal. Chisholm's got banged up. I doubt he plays. I doubt Cooper plays, but Aguilar's cheap and nice. Um, you got Alfaro catching. You have Miguel Rojas. You'll see what other options come out there, but nice little options there, especially if it's just for like a mini stack, like of a, a Marte and Aguilar. I think it's very, very effective. Boston, Toronto, you got it all. We mentioned some of the cheap, odd ones there, so you're, you're good in that regard. 
Met Cincinnati, Great American Small Park. Yeah, Eikhoff versus Gutierrez. So two good options there. Like Cincinnati, Winker almost makes you unique now because he's not as popular. But $5,100 Vato will make you very, very unique. So that's because no one's paying $5,100. They'll say, oh, he's too old, blah, blah, blah. Fine, I'll play him at 5100 bucks when he goes deep. Tell me how old he is. Like, that's just the way it works. So um, you, you can build around, like, your Vados of the world and then mix and match there. I think that'll help you be very, very different. Uh, the Mets, I'd say J.D. Davis would make you phenomenally different because people are going to look at the lefties versus Gutierrez, like the Nimos, the Confortos, because Confortos is very cheap. Um, Dom Smith and company, if you go with a um, J.D. Davis on the right side, that'll be very, very unique, and he's got probably more power than most of those guys out there. It's great American small park and Gutierrez won't go that deep. You get a bad Reds bullpen Yahtzee. So that's fine there. You got to look at those angles and kind of build. That's how you can do your GPP. Like, yeah, I know the lefty, right? Blah, blah, blah. Hey, they're, they're baseball players. They face lefties before they face righties before, you know, they're not the worst players. Like obviously there's, there's splits advantages, but don't make it the end all be all every time. Baltimore, Tampa Bay. You can go those routes. Look for the value there. Ramon, your eyes, nice value. Um, Austin Hayes was cheap. So you got some values there with Baltimore, Tampa Bay. Um, Bruhan will be super, super cheap. Franco's expensive. Um, Brandon Lau, like, is just the Tampa Bay team so frustrating. So I'm not all in on them, that's for sure. Um, San Diego, Atlanta, those are the, we talked about that with the Grishams, the Cronenworths to be different there. Um, for Atlanta, like Orlando Arcia would make you very different. He's been playing very, very well. Uh, Cleveland, Houston, love Houston. Uh, Tucker Brantley is where I'd be really looking to go. See what the lineup brings up. So you get like McCormick or Toro or someone to kind of help you be a little different in that one. Pittsburgh, Arizona. Now, this is where it gets fun. Two horrible pitchers. Well, Caleb Smith's not horrible, but he can get beat up. And we talked about how good Pittsburgh's been hitting versus lefties. So this is where you can get a ton of value. And this is where you can stack the chalk Blue Jays or the chalk Red Sox. You don't have to be different at all. Don't have to go Biggios. Don't do any of that. You can play the Bichette, the Vlad, the um, the Simeons, the Teoscars. You can do that if you want. And then you bring it back with a Pittsburgh, Nagowski, it's just tough because you can't only use Vlad or Nagowski, but the likes of these types of Nagowski, Defoe, Gamble, Reynolds, Frazier, you can make like a two to three man Pittsburgh stack, which will on most nights, maybe people are going to wisen up to this. Most nights comes in criminally low owned. And then you can take all the chalk you want. And it doesn't even matter at all. You can take all the chalk you want because of those two to three pirates guys. That's all you got to do. So you got that going for you. You could flip it on the flip side with Arizona. I'd prefer the Pirate side, but that's one way to look at it. If you don't want to be different in your Red Sox or your Jays or your Potters, say you just want to go Machado and Tatis and Fam and those guys, play two to three Pirate bats. You could do that, and that's how you can get – because if you don't go Hosmer, you can go Nagowski, you can go Gamble, and you can go Defoe, and then put your Padre stack in there. Rock and roll. And it's very affordable. So those are the kind of angles you can use there. Not really looking to stack the last two games of the evening. So Pirates, total value, total, total value. I'd say Baltimore right behind them in value. If you're looking for some of that, I prefer Pittsburgh on this slate. But both could be your value sections. I like the Houston stack quite a bit for CJ Mejia. I think the Cincinnati Mets game could be criminally low-owned. Boston-Toronto is going to be very popular. San Diego is going to be very popular. So you got those going for you. I think Washington is another one to hammer down on. So like... If like uh, the popular ones, I love. I'm not denying that, like Boston, Toronto, San Diego, great ones. But the ones I could hammer down on to be different, Washington, Houston, would be the two I'd pick to be different on, and then go from there. So I hope that helped out a little bit for you. Um, that I know guys were asking me to talk a little more about how I would stack, and a lot of it, like I can only say so much now because a lot of it, I know it sounds cliche, but it depends on the lineups. It really does. It depends on what comes out there because 
how many times have we planned on doing stuff. That's why I usually, I usually don't even build lineups like an hour before the game start. I'll reserve my entries and then I build because it's just, it's just pure chaos. So if you have any more questions, I'm on Twitter at BDentric. Help me out there. Um, thanks, for Wes. Thanks, Kyle, in the chat. Really, really like that. Um, we can uh, we can go there and uh, figure all that out. Um, Kyle says, I'm going against 71,000 lineups. What's the best leverage stacks against most chalk stacks? Um, the best way I would do leverage stacks is some people like to use, um, like, what are the – you can either leverage with the cheap guys, like I said, like you go with the different guys in the chalk stacks. That's leverage in itself. What I prefer to do, find out what the chalk pitchers are. We talked about it in the chats on Friday. Blake Snell on DK was going to be the third chalkiest pitcher beside Garrett Cole and Brandon Woodruff. I was all in. That made me even more in on the Washington Nationals. They all came in like sub 5% on even Juan Soto. And that's called leverage right there. Like when you know it's a good offense going up against a bad pitcher that's going to be chalk, that's the way I leverage things in a heartbeat. And again, like the Pittsburgh conversation, you can only go with like three of those guys and you're still going to be leveraged fine. If you go all in, which you might want to do more of in a $71,000 deal or 71,000 people lineup tournament, you might want a four to five man leverage stack, but you don't have to. You can go three, play your chalk Padres or whatever, get your pitchers and you're fine. That's how you can leverage those. I prefer with as volatile as pitching is. I'll leverage against the pitchers right now. Some people like to leverage against like, oh, here's the chalk stacks. I'll take the pitcher. And that's how that's the other way guys will leverage. Go like, hey, the Padres are going to be chalky. I'm going to play Kyle Muller. Okay, that is a leverage. It's 100% a leverage play. But as volatile as pitching is, if I really think Kevin Gosman's the nuts and he's going to be chalky, I'm still playing Kevin Gosman. But when I see a Blake Snell is going to be chalky, and I know I love to attack Blake Snell already, that just gets me all kind of giddy inside going, okay, I just got a Washington stack that's going to go solo owned. And it's like, boom. Does it hit every time? No, it doesn't. It just doesn't. But that's how you can set yourself up to play the leverage. So good question, Kyle. Uh, thanks for the comments, Wes. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, again, if you guys have questions, I'll sit there and feed them. Otherwise, I just go through the slate, get you in and out. No worries about that. But uh, hit me up on Twitter at BDNTrick with any further questions. Join us in the free fantasy DJ and Slack chat. I'll try to help you guys out there as well. Uh, written content, Monday, Wednesday, Friday is the premium values article at rotoballer.com. So become a member at Rotoball. You can watch the YouTube Rotoballer. You can watch this video Monday through Friday. And sign up and become a premium member. Use promo code Bubba to get an extra 10% off the rest of the MLB season. It gets you DFS and season-long premium content. Really good value there. Also, go check out Prize Picks. Download the app. Sign up. Create an account. Use promo code Bubba. Make your first deposit. Get a first-time deposit bonus up to $100. Bench with Bubba. Listen to that for your season-long fantasy. Always testing PGA DFS podcast. That's all the good funds and things and stuff and all that good stuff. But Okay, everybody, enjoy your Monday. 11-game slate. Quick hits in the books. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, July 19th edition. I'm out. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. 
Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.